you scared to die? Sometimes I feel I'm scared to live. Living is what scares me. Dying is easy. Getting up every day and going through this again and again is hard. So I'm carrying a heavenly thought. So the thought I'm carrying is very heavy. Listen, living, listening to Synchronon. Sick and wrong. Yes, you're listening to Synchronon. The Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. God, what a bunch of scumbags. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. I'm one of your hosts, E. Simon. Very good, sir. Ah, yes. It's me, Sir Anthony Hopkins. Oh. Ah. How's it going there, Sir Anthony? Thanks for being on the show tonight. Call me Tony. <laughs> so, uh, Tony, have you ever been to Great America? Have you ever done that Six Flags, that whole thing? MAGA. MAGA, Make America Great Again. Make Great America Great Again. No, this is just Six Magaga. Flags, Great America. Lady Gaga. It's a different thing. Gotcha. Different thing. Okay. You ever do that? No. No? I don't like roller coasters or people or uh, things. <laughs> I don't like stuff. <laughs> Wait, so you never go to amusement parks? No. Ever? You've ne- never been to one that you enjoyed? I find them bemusing at best. <laughs> Even when you were a child? I never, no, I never really done them. Because none of the rides I really liked. The only ones I liked were like the horror ride. And even that was just kind of, I liked it because it was kind of sad, you know? <laughs> um, I mean, I, I'm not like... And I like the weird like... J- like they used, to ha- they used to have a place called Rocky Point in Rhode Island, which is like a really shitty amusement park. And they had a thing like the Jefferson Airplane Experience, which was like a this ride that had been there since like 1968, which was just like a, th- a th- cars that go around really fast at, a, at an angle. Does it lift up or is it just always at stationary at that angle? I think it's always at that angle. Like you're going up and you're going down and you're going up, you know. Hmm, you're supposed to be in like in a, a stock car or something? Some weird car you're sitting in and it goes and you're like always pressed up against the edge. It's all, it's all psychedelic. Like Did you have shitty, a bad experience? Shitty you... paintings of Grace Slick everywhere, you know? Were you like groped by like Roy Moore or something when you're at a theme park? Is that why you hate it? No, I just... I, just don't I, don't know, get into roller coasters. Clam cakes are cool, I guess, you know? That's the thing with me. It's like mm. like Disneyland. Yeah. I would not want to go to Disneyland. Mm. I know I would have a terrible time at Disneyland. Yeah. I've been to Disney World when I was a kid. And that's fine. I just, as an adult, I just don't want to go back there, mm. which actually tends to cause a lot of issues with girlfriends. You notice that? I've why, tra- do, why do they like it so much? I try to avoid the ones that do. You know, but, yeah. but even like uh, Lenora goes to Disneyland. Yeah. I think it's just if you grew up here, that's something you do and there's a nostalgia factor to it. I, I, I don't I understand. Went, I've been once since I moved here and I was like, I did not have a very good time. I, what, but I mean, there there's no rides there. So is it just people? Disneyland I went to. Yeah, but I mean, what what was it there that set you off? There are rides at Disneyland. Are that, but not really. It was like little yeah. kids rides, Space like Mountain. Space Mountain. Dude. Is that even a roller coaster? Yeah. Thunder Mountain and Space Mountain. They're both roller coasters. Huh. Neither of them go upside down, which I It's which not I even like. a real roller coaster. It's fast. It's like the Cyclone, you know? But that's the thing. Like, Great America is kind of a shitty theme park, if you think about it. It's like... You know, the the rides actually are, are well-maintained, but the mm-hmm. theme park itself is just, like, littered with trash. There's a yeah. lot of, like, a lot of urban people going around, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of fights, 
Mm -hmm. A lot of security, a lot of people getting kicked out. Um, But the rides are amazing. Like okay. that, that's the one thing for me. It's like I don't mind going if the roller coaster is mm. cool and you don't have to wait in line. Yeah. Uh, but we went to the one on uh, the one in Santa Clarita, which is like in the middle of fucking the valley or something. It's kind of far. It's like forty minutes away. Mm. And so we got there and uh, we walk in and it's just Christmas, Christmas everything, Christmas lights playing Silent Night. Yeah, it's November. Um, yeah, I know, but I mean, don't you think that's a bit exclusionary? It's like, you know, you're walking in and they're, I don't mind like Winter Wonderland. Fine. Play Winter Wonderland. Play even Jingle Bells. I'm cool with that. But Silent Night. Now that's a denominational song. Are you a recruiter for the war on Christmas? Because I already told them I'm not signing up. I'm not fighting Christmas. I'm just uh-huh. saying, if you're going to be doing that, then throw in the fucking dreidel song. Nobody likes to, no, even Jews don't like the dreidel song. I just think it's just fair. Uh-huh. It's, it's bullshit. And so I was walking yeah. around and I was thinking, you know, if my dad was still alive and he was here, mm-hmm. that's how I'd rile him up. I'd be like, hey, dad, you heard the Jesus songs playing in the background? They even mentioned Jesus twice. And my dad would go say something. And then we'd get like free tickets or a free meal or something. You guys realize that Christmas is actually about Santa, right? It's not about, um, and I know this because I was fucking Santa. Well, it's not about Wise Jesus? Guy. No, it's not. Nobody gives a shit about Jesus. Then why aren't they playing like fucking Santa Claus coming to town? I'm happy with that. That's cool. Um, I, they're not playing Norman Greenbaum. You know what I mean? You know what I was looking for? Yeah. I thought creationists might have bought Great America and they were slipping in symbols here and there. Okay. Because there's a ride called the Goliath. And so I was like, is this place becoming biblical or something? You but realize then I, that's from the Old Testament, right? Exactly. But I'm still okay. saying it's biblical. It could be yeah. biblical. But then I looked around and I was like, there are groups of Jews, like Jew, real Jews. I'm talking mm-hmm. about the Jews that have like the hats mm-hmm. and the yarmulkes and like, you know, like the, I don't, I don't quite understand this, but the kids that wear like the string on their belts. You ever seen that? Yeah, the talit. Why? What is the significance of that? If you're, if you're an Orthodox Jew, you wear them. They're prayer. But how come like things. you'd see adults that weren't wearing them, but the kids are wearing them. Is it oh, something yeah. you wear till your bar mitzvah and then you don't have to wear them or do you have to wear them I forever? I see adults wearing them. I don't know. Not the, not the, tal, the, not the talis, not the t- prayer shawl. Oh. I'm talking about the strings. No, I know. I've seen adult wearing this, adults wearing the strings too. Yeah, I, I guess I don't. Mm. I, it was weird because I saw a lot of kids wearing the strings, but then you saw adults walking with them and they weren't wearing the strings. I'm like, what? What's going on here? You don't even know about your own shit. And you're I, bitching I guess about I don't. Jesus songs. But I was up, but what I was surprised about, I'm like, why aren't these Jews outraged? Because this is an outrage. They weren't. Even, they didn't even care. They don't care. They, they didn't care at all. Yeah. I was the only Jew there. They, they cared about this. Part of the Jewish identity is being an outsider. I, yeah, I guess I could see that. Yeah. You know, being in the diaspora. Uh huh. You know, but anyway, I have to go to uh, the Chinese restaurant on Christmas. You know, it's part of the whole fucking thing. That's what we do. Yeah, that's what you got to do. That's almost become a ritual. Yeah. But anyway, I was just wondering, like, you know, why weren't these Jews upset? And I was thinking, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not going to say something if I see one dreidel. Okay. Like one dreidel thing. And they did have a dreidel thing, so I didn't say anything well, about it. You know, in it. England, Christian, Christmas is actually not, it's not even a religious holiday. It's just like a state holiday. Yeah, but don't, there's don't, nothing religious about it. Yeah, but don't they? It's not have, a religious do church, country. Do churches do like the manger scenes? There are like three churches in England. You know, <laughs> people don't really. It's not like a religious place. You know, well, it should be like that. That you should have Krampus, and it should be like a seasonal mm. thing. It's a mm. pagan. I mean, all the pagan traditions that we right. use anyway. But here, they gotta like imbue it with religion. 
It's kind of like they got to shove religion down your throat. They do. You know? And so anyway, I was like going to say something, but then I was thinking like all these other Jews, not even bothered by it. And they're real Jews. Like these guys are hardcore Jews. Like they're Jewy Jews. You know, whereas I'm kind of like this atheist fringe Jew. Are you the fucking Hebrew hammer now? What do, what do you, why do you have such a problem with... Um... Well, the main thing I was going to say something about is because I thought if I'd bitch, I'd get free tickets. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then I'd threaten to say something to like the yeah. uh, Jewish newspapers or something. Right. But then I was wondering about it because we're standing in line and there's this like group, like two families of Jews in front of us. And I'm like, how are they going to ride the roller coasters with the black hats? They get clips, clip them to their well, hair. Not, not the hats. But you know what's interesting? Oh, the hats, yeah. They got the yarmulkes under the hats. Yeah. Double. It's like double protection. That's because if some, like, you know, big ruffian yanks your hat off, you still got another... You still got that hide, one other layer. But then I was wondering, like... your skull from the, the, the glowering eyes of God. What would God say, though, if you're on a roller coaster, yeah. you're on, like, the, you know, cyclone or whatever, spinning around, yarmulke flies off? You're done. You just kicked out. You get the bo the boils of Job, the sores of you know. <laughs> he kills your whole crop. You but know, you're right your about cattle. you're right about the clips. Mm. Those clips are those yarmulkes are fastened. Oh yeah, it didn't come out at all. Yeah, and they're 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 all sitting in front of us. And I was like the whole time, just kind of like that yarmulke is going to come out. I even made a bet. I made a wager. Yeah, it's like one beer. I think that yarmulke is going to fly off. It didn't come off at all. Hmm. I don't know how they do it. Man, it must be like really some some special clips or something. I, I have no idea. But anyway, I you know in the end I didn't I didn't bitch. Like cartoon characters, you know. Hats <laughs> With their hats at, always hat on. Always at a weird angle and never comes off, you know. So Jews are cartoon like characters. The Fresh you know? Prince, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I was thinking about it. You know what I should have done? What I should have worn a Charles Manson shirt. Uh huh. I should just wore a Charlie Manson shirt. And just think if, uh, and see, because there's a lot of families there. And I wonder if, like, you're just wearing, like, full-on Charles Manson shirt, walking around with tattoos, if they would just get out of your way. Um, yeah, I think so. Like, you're like, hey, this guy, white supremacist coming through. He's got a Charlie Manson shirt on. Let's just let him get on the ride. Yeah. Get out of our way. Um, they might. I think that might have worked back in, like, 1978. Right. But I don't think Manson was like a cultural icon at that point. No, he wasn't. I think he was a despised figure. Yeah. Um, but if you think about it, it I, maybe it was like, was it the late 80s or the 90s? He became kind of like the Mount Rushmore of crazed serial killers. He was definitely on the top. He was, yeah. Well, they had a lot of interviews with him. Axl Rose wore the t-shirt. You think you know. that's what it was that made him into this like pop culture icon? Because it was definitely when we were in. I had a man. Did you have a Manson t-shirt? No. I had a Manson t-shirt. Mm. I had the one from... Uh, I was a little too young for that. I guess it was probably what? By like the time... Mid-90s, yeah. early 90s, By probably. the time I was old enough to be doing that, Nirvana had come out and people stopped caring about Charles Yeah, Manson. and it was just kind of cheesy. Mm. But at the time, it was like all of a sudden, it's like the serial killer obsession, I think, started when I was in high school. Mm. Like early 90s. Trading cards and whatnot. The trading mm. cards mm. and the t-shirts and the memor the murderabilia and yeah. all that stuff and the, and the cultural fascination with it. I, mean, I guess that's how I got into it. Um, but if you think about like that, that Mount Rushmore serial killers, you got like Gacy up there. Yeah, Manson's probably the most prominent. Manson's where George Washington would be. And you got Gacy, you have Dahmer, and Ted Bundy probably. I feel you're segueing us into the fact that he died. 
That's what I'm I don't know if up. you heard about this. I'm getting, he, I'm getting into he's it. He's dead. Oh, yeah. you are. He, okay. he died, yeah. yeah. He dead. He, he's dead. He and dead. That, that's why it's like, you know, I'm thinking very like. sad. You know, now we have, they're all dead. I was, I was hoping there'd be like a memorial and we're in LA, right? Shouldn't it be like a thing? <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised they didn't do you know? something like that. Yeah. Hmm. Somebody really dropped the fucking ball. Like on Cielo Drive, just yeah. have like a little like vigil on Chatsworth or something. You should you know? do something like that. You yeah. should put, make a Facebook invite, hmm. like vigil on Cielo Drive, and see what people do. Hmm. I've never actually been on Cielo Drive. You never been by the house by Sharon Tate's house? It's not there anymore. So what's the point? Yeah, but you go by where it oh. used to be. I mean, did they did they tear it down completely? Yeah. Immediately after Trent Reznor finished recording the downward spiral there. <laughs> then they tore it down. I forgot that he did yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. What douche. I wonder who did they, what did they do with it? Someone build a new house there now? Uh, sure. Hmm. Yeah, maybe. Anyway, we should do that. We should have a vigil. We should. Like a candlelight vigil. Everybody go over there. You could sing some of Manson's beautiful songs like Garbage Dump or yeah. Look at Your Game Girl. Mm-hmm. Because a talented musician, a lot of people don't know that. Oh, yeah. But yeah, you're right. Manson is dead. Manson, um, cult leader, convicted mass murderer, died at the age of 83 this past Sunday. Uh, he was hospitalized. I don't know if you knew this. He was hospitalized throughout the year for se- severe intestinal bleeding. Hmm. And he was too uh, weak for the surgery. So they just sent him back to prison. He was just in the hospital. Hmm. He's been in the hospital for months. Yeah. And so people have been speculating, like, when's Manson going to die? Hmm. And how are people going to react when Manson dies? It's like, people are like, oh, well, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, my, my whole thing was like, oh, my God, what a loss. What a loss to society. Charlie Manson. Although, I am going to miss seeing video or like at least that like kind of, you know, that news story where they're like, ah, we just have to cover it. Manson's up for parole again. And this yeah. is the wacky shenanigans that right. occurred during the parole hearing. I am going to miss that. Exactly. You know, that is kind of great. His, his whole like moon man language that he speaks well I got a little a little game for you D what's your game okay uh, look at your game girl no I got a game a little a little game for you I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you a little quote here okay. and you're gonna tell me who said it Donald Trump or Charlie Manson alright okay? let's do it let's and, do it and um yeah so our loyalty was repaid with total betrayal we allowed foreign countries to subsidize goods and cheat in every way imaginable. That is not all. Mark my words. They are watching. They are studying. They are not in it now, but are going to be in it. If it is good, they will be there. We will also get rid of all these rules and all of these problems and all of these bureaucracy which are destroying our capacity. Hmm. Who said this that? Is, this is a tough one. Yeah. Let me think about this. Okay. Manson. Okay, and here's the second one. All right. I'll tell you at the end. Um, Things we do that were accepted and called right a hundred years ago have changed. Years ago, we could have cut down trees and we could afford an exuberant lifestyle. We can't afford that anymore. The United States is owned by foreign corporations. Politicians opened it up for foreign trade. And the people of Europe and the common market, they don't care about the United States America has been sold out. Hmm. With this affectation, hmm. it's very confusing. I know, right? I'm this almost thinking it's a it's a trick question, but okay. I'm gonna say the second one's Trump. You got him mixed up, baby. Whoa, other way around. Minute, 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 minute. Wow. Minute. Wow. Yeah. I'm actually quite surprised. Ha-ha. 
I, I never thought Manson yeah. would be talking about foreign trade. Yeah. I spent an hour doing this. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty good. Maybe make a video out of that. Uh -huh. There you go. Manson or Trump? Uh huh. Yeah. No. Wow. Yeah. God. Way yeah. off. He's ahead both, of his time. That both guy. Both like to preach against globalization. Apparently. There you go. So. Uh -huh. So uh, Manson's body yeah. is currently being housed at Corcoran State Prison, uh, where he'd been for so many years, and it'll be it will remain there for ten days unless a relative claims it. Oh. Um. And that was the whole thing about that young wife of his is that she wanted the, the fucking skull but to go no, on she, tour. Did she want to take the body, like Lennon, and take it around? Oh, yeah. The, the, like the, Lennon's yeah. tomb and right. just kind of like do a sideshow out oh, of it? Oh, yeah. So it's not a bad idea. Um, I'm sure people would do the pilgrimage to go see, see Manson's corpse. I'd do it. I would do it, too. Mm -hmm. if, if Manson's corpse was here, I'd yeah. be like, yeah, I'll go check it out. Why not? Yeah. Um, we should maybe hire an actor to portray Manson at the vigil. <laughs> It's a great idea. Yeah, think about it. Uh, so anyway, they're going to cremate his body if it uh, remains unclaimed. The state will also seize any property that Manson, who's 83 years old, left behind, and they will use his funds to cover cremation costs. How much do you think Manson's worth? <sighs> Not that much. I doubt he's worth yeah. anything. I mean, what does he possibly own? He might get some, I don't know. I don't even hmm. know what he's allowed to you know, because the son of Sam laws and shit, right? Yeah, that's true. I yeah. mean, I don't think he can profit mm -hmm. off, his, off mm -hmm. his likeness or image. Right. Um, they can't license it. Uh, people reported that, People Magazine reported me here that Manson did not list the next of kin, and he didn't designate anyone to take possession of his body. Although uh, Newsweek noted that he did have two biological sons. Right. Charles Manson Jr., who changed his name to Jay White before killing himself in 1993. Right. And two other sons who... Uh, change their names and live private lives one of them is uh valentine michael pooh bear manson yeah pooh bear pooh bear where, where, the, where do you think the pooh bear came it's from mary brunner's uh, yep. son mary brunner's uh brunner's son i guess he changed his name to michael brunner okay so he was valentine michael pooh bear um and then you mentioned uh susan atkins son Zizo Zosi Zedfrak Glutz. Is that how you say that? Yeah. Zizo Zosi Zedfrak Glutz. Uh huh. Hmm. Yeah. It's interesting. And and that's the the the, the I guess it's disputed who the actual father is, but they were all balling all the time. So who the fuck you know? Well, that's the thing. It was yeah. a big orgy going on. Yeah, in but the, Manson uh, was fucking everybody constantly. Daily. Everybody had like mm. just STDs, just constantly, just kind of circling the house. Oh yeah. Everybody had it. Um, but yeah, they, they say that uh, he, Manson's not believed to be the father of Zizo Zozi, even though he did name him. You are not the father. Oh, yeah. That's why you don't let Manson name your kid. No. Because it's going to come out as some kind of like, <laughs> you know, garbled nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> Zizo Zozi, that frack rats. Yeah. yeah. It's like, what are you talking about, dude? I have no idea what you're saying. <laughs> kind of like this next clip that uh, that you're going to play here. Why do the girls like Manson? And this has been something that's been on my mind ever since I saw him. I guess he kind of looked like a little guy. I like That's what I liked about Manson. He's a little guy. Mm -hmm. I'm not a very tall man myself. And I always thought, like, well, if Manson can get all these hot 60s chicks, I could probably get chicks, too. Though I lack the charisma and the musical talent of Madsen. Yeah. He's but, like a diminutive, low-rent Rasputin, you know? <laughs> he's a little elf, a yeah. little dark elf. Mm -hmm. But do you think that uh, that's what it was? Like, what what was the magnetism of Manson? Why did the, all these girls like the guy? 
Join me, won't you, as I take you on a tour of why the girls like Manson. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. you have a clip here yeah, a that clip explains that. Explaining... Is this Manson in his own words about why the girls like him? Yeah. And right. this makes a lot of sense. Uh-huh. Yeah, it makes so much sense. So illuminating. Yeah. The reason that the girls liked me was, Hey now, hey now, I'm all around you, around you. Hey now, up on your heart I can sing through you. And I play and I sing. And they say, hey man, you, you, got, you got soul in that music. And I said, yeah, I, I play a little bit, you know. I like music. And they said, man, you're really somebody. I said, oh, I am? Well, I just got out of jail. I don't know what somebody is. They like my music. They say, man, we want to get you over. I said, get me over for what? They said, we take you down here to Beverly Hills and we want to get you in because you're a star. I said, I'm a what? They said, you're a star. So they took me to the Beach Boys. Brain, I did not break the law. Jesus Christ told you that 2,000 years ago. You don't understand me. That's your trouble. This is Not when the girl's panties start to moisten. Yeah. I don't understand you either. But I don't spend my whole life trying to put the blame over on you because my cigarette didn't light or because something didn't work right. What do you want to call me a murderer for? I've never killed anyone. I don't need to kill anyone. I think it. I have it here. I don't need to live in this physical realm. I walk around in the physical realm and I put on the faces and I talk and I play and hang. Yeah, it's this big act, man. I don't know if you knew this, but Manson is an interdimensional being. Yes, yeah. Yeah, he travels between the realms. Like the Mothman. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> in the spiritual world is where I live. I exist in places you never even dreamed of. Like the urinal yeah. at, my yeah. o- at my office. It yeah. looks like there's like a Manson sticker in there I pissed on today. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know if someone put it there, but I was like, that's weird. Hmm. Like, where'd this come from? It wasn't just a urinal cake that had magically formed the shape of his face? And maybe Manson was on my mind, and that's what I saw. Yeah. Yeah, it could be. You see what you want to see. That's exactly what it is. Mm -hmm. Well, there you go. In Manson's own words, uh, no wonder he was so attractive to the women. Um, However, you actually have uh, Harrison. Harrison did. People always say, like, what does Harrison do for the show? (laughs) Harrison did hours of backbreaking research on this Manson topic. I was I, I contacted I contacted Harrison like over the weekend. I was like, hey, we should come up with an angle here on Manson. We can't just be like, oh, this is the you know, the uh the overview of Manson's life, you know, and like mm-hmm. go do a whole summary of what the guy did and his accomplishments. Harrison's like, I got this. Yeah. I got yeah, the shit, he man. He brought it to the table here. This is my wheelhouse. because well, there was this there's this book called Manson in His Own Words. It's actually out of print now, but um, it was this journalist who just interviewed him in prison, like over the course of a year, and just wrote down everything he said. And he tells his life story, and he, you know, and there's always this part that really stuck with me where he's talking about, you know, uh, his approach to sex, and you can kind of get a feel for oh, at a time like the late '60s when most guys didn't even really know that women could have orgasms, this guy took a different approach. And you could see how he became something of a of a pussy Rasputin, if you will. Hmm, yeah, yeah. It, it sounds like this. Mm-hmm. It sounds like uh, he probably mesmerized them by giving them orgasms. Mm. So, this, and this is this kind of some of this reads kind of like you know, Fifty Shades of Zizo C Zedrak Grishguga, you know, That would make a good movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Charlie Manson as the Fifty Shades of Mister Gray or whatever. Fifty Shades of Grigri. Yeah. 
So, you know, he, he uh, before he was in prison in Terminal Island, he worked as a pimp for a while. So he talks about when he was a pimp and then what he learned from other pimps in jail and then how he applied it when he got out of prison in the late 60s. You think about that. A lot of pimps probably could become cult leaders. Yes. It's the, I mean, it's the same kind of mental uh, coercion that you use. Oh, yes. So, yeah. So here we go. I'm going to read you right, Manson some- having sex. I know... Almost every woman who's listened to the show at least once has fantasized about having sex with Manson. Oh, certainly. Yeah. Once Not a, only the women. Once a pimp acquires a girl who's willing to work as a whore, he must have three qualities to hold on to her. Fear and intimidation control most prostitutes, but many girls would run from this alone. So the pimp also has to provide them with something they can't find anyplace else. Sexual fulfillment. He has to be the greatest stud in a whore's life. The only lover that completely satisfies her. So, so do you think that's true? Do you think most pimps just go through and just bang all the chicks like on a regular basis? Yeah. Hmm. At least in the beginning. Yeah. So um, now he's talking about when he first got out of prison, he's in San Francisco and he's like a minstrel and he moves in with Mary Brunner. Um, and then this all, was on Hate Street, right? Yeah, he was just Hate hanging Street. on Hate Street yeah. and the whole hippie movement, probably what, 67 maybe? Yeah. And it, he's living with Mary and then another girl named Darlene comes to live with them. Dude, think about how much ass he got. A lot. And these girls were hot. Yeah. They're like that kind of 60s thing going on. Dirty. Probably, uh, probably got hairy armpits, but I could deal with that. Sure. Now that I was about to make it with Mary, I wasn't going to be an inadequate lover. Instead of quickly jumping in bed, I kept control of our tempo and moved slowly, almost ceremoniously, as her blouse was removed and our lips and tongues explored each other. My lips moved over her breasts as my hands did away with her clothes and she fumbled with my buttons and my pants. She pulled me to the bed, wanting me in her. Instead, I slid my hand between her thighs and fingered her cunt until she begged me, Oh, Charlie, do me now. Do it to me. God damn you, Charlie. Put it in me, she pleaded. Do it to me now. Fuck me, please. Fuck me. So there you go. Foreplay. Mm. Yeah. That is key to getting a girl off. See, uh-huh. a lot of guys out there can listen to this. Yeah. Listen to this. Taking sex tips from from uh, Charles Manson. I did. When yeah. I read this, you know. Well, I mean, a lot of people yeah. just skip straight to like, hey, my dick's out. Start giving me a blowjob because mm. that's what they see in porn. But Manson said mm. right there, mm. you're going to give a girl an orgasm if you uh, do a little, uh, little diddling in the beginning. And also, when we got out of the tub, Mary quickly covered herself with a towel. I took the towel away, saying, look, don't be that way. Don't try to hide something beautiful. Stand up straight and be proud of your body. Here, let me dry you off. Once dry, we returned to bed. The smell of good, clean bodies was refreshing and increased our desire to go past the old dick-in, dick-out sex. Wow. There isn't a thing in the book we didn't try that night, and every time I felt her reaching her peak, I would ease off. Not enough to let her lose anything, but just enough for her to get wild and frantic. Several times she was on the verge of coming, but each time I would change my motion just enough so that it didn't happen. I tantalized and teased her until she became wild, driving her body frantically against me, trying to reach the climax I was purposely delaying. I was enjoying the savagery of her lust. Even the pain of her fingernails digging into my back felt good because I knew it came from a passion I had created. 
Wow. So Manson practiced edging. He did practice edging. He practiced edging. Yeah. Who would have thought that? Mm-hmm. You know, I bet you Sting probably uh, learned the lessons of love from Manson. <laughs> Does, doesn't Sting have sex for like eight hours? Yeah, he practices tantric uh, Tantric sex. sex. Yeah. It, I, think that's, yeah. I think Manson had yeah. mantric sex. It was his own thing. Yeah. When, and and the, the effects of this are immediately visible. When we got out of bed that morning, Mary was a different person too. She wanted to do everything for him and she made me tea and cook my breakfast. And before leaving for her job, she asked me if I had enough money in my pockets to get me through the day. Wow. And then the other chick... Was also, got a magic penis. Yeah. The other chick's also staying there, Darlene. Darlene didn't get out of bed until after Mary left the apartment. When she did, she came walking through the room in nothing but her panties. Charlie, will you wash my back? Haven't got time today, baby. I got too many things on my mind. I answered back. All day, Darlene would cater to my every need. I let her do all that was convenient for me, but ignored her efforts to lure me into sex. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. So after intercourse, these women are just obsessed and madly in love with him. Yeah. That's completely. Almost the complete opposite reaction women have when they have sex with me. <laughs> there's a lot of shame, some guilt. Um, yeah, and then like they, they tend to just avoid the phone calls. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then slowly just ghost me away. Um, yeah, it's the opposite effect. I, need, I think I need to learn these lessons. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot of stuff in here, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. God. Yeah, and uh, later Darlene started to cry, professing her love for me. I assured her it was all right to love me. But let me be my own person. Then she could always remain her own person. A few minutes later, we were locked in an embrace and exchanging kisses that led to another terrific session. This time I applied my total consideration toward Darlene. I stimulated, taunted, and teased. I located all her sensitive spots and was conscious of what pleased her most. I controlled my ejection until I had brought her twice. Wow. Yeah. So he's a very considerate lover, too. Yes. I think that's what it is. I think a lot of these women were so repressed sexually, never had an orgasm, never masturbated, yeah. grew up in like pur- puritanical households. All of a sudden, you meet this, like, yeah, this, uh, this tiny, diminutive little elfish, elvish man, and he's getting you off. You're actually experiencing an orgasm. You fall in love with a guy. And apparently, another thing he also did, he doesn't go into it here, but he would have them like, exorcise cathartically their daddy issues through him he'd be like i want you to pretend like i'm your father while we're having sex and tell me how you feel how you felt that time when you were 11 you know like that kind of shit so do you think he do you think he sought that out like he groomed some of these women like he found them and he's like oh you've been molested by your uncle come over here yeah i think he just he just understood that that a lot of women are are driven in their their dating and sexual habits are driven by their daddy issues, you know. Mm. Just like, you know, I guess men's are too. But you know, they're like an electro complex. Yeah, he just figured that. See, Manson mm. got the, yeah. Manson was brilliant. He was. He well, figured this all out himself. Let's not, let's not go nuts. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, come on. <laughs> uh, both girls seemed to want to please me more than the other did. So for a few days, I bawled Mary at night and Darlene by day. The three of us went places together. I was proud of myself and my two girls. I had learned from experience that sex is more than a stiff dick in a hot box. From beginning to end, it is a mind trip. Hmm. So he used sex to control these women. That's how he formed the family. Yeah. Did the women ever get jealous? 
Like, yes. Was there some jealousy amongst the uh, the Manson girls? They did, and he would talk them through that. And he would just so he yeah. see that. Of course, that. later on, he he started to get crazier and more. But he would beat on them sometimes too. I, I don't think, think that, at this well, stage he would, but he did later on. I so. think he was. That's the thing. People are like, Manson always crazy. He was. I mean, he was like a criminal like throughout his life. I mean, mm-hmm. he was in and out of prison and jails. Uh, for petty crimes, violent crimes. Uh, but then he, like, you know, landed on Hate Street, somewhere love, doing lots of drugs, obviously uh, turning out a few women, giving them some orgasms. But then uh, he, like, he wanted to become a real musician. Like, didn't he hang out with Dennis Wilson from the Beach Boys? He did. Um, he was, Dennis Wilson was kind of like his mentor. They were really actually good friends. Um, and, and Terry Melcher, who was a record executive, who was actually Doris Day's son, uh, was going to actually had a contract to sign Manson as a recording artist. And he had like, I mean, he, he, said, well, he put him up in a studio to record shit, but Manson wouldn't compromise anything. He w- he was hard to work with, which is why he needed. Could you imagine being his producer? Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, okay, come on. The, the, yeah. Sing the written lyrics here. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what kind of language you're speaking right now, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, but, but that's the thing. He, he was like on the verge mm. of like actually having a real record. He was label. a mover and shaker. There'd yeah. be like a big party in Beverly Hills at like, you know, the Papa John Phillips's house. He'd be there. He'd be at all the fucking right places. You know what well, I mean? Well, it's crazy. I mean, Dennis Dennis Wilson took him in and was like, move into the house. Yeah. Bring yeah. all the girls. Mm-hmm. It sounds like they just had like crazy drug-fueled orgies. Pretty much. And it happened, you know, like it was, you know, it was good times playing the music. Everything was happy until... Everybody got the clap, and I think, what did he do, steal his Corvette or something? Yeah, crashed, stole his Corvette, <laughs> crashed it. They, they actually, like, he, he, that, one of his houses, he actually had to abandon because they fucked it up so bad, and they kept coming back and, like, breaking onto the property, so he's just like, fuck it, he just abandoned it, moved to another place. Wow. Eventually, somebody else moved in and had to hire security guards to keep the to keep the family, family, family out yeah well yeah. his growing radicalization is what kind of turned wilson away he was just kind of and i think alienated all the normal people they're like all right this man truly is insane same thing with terry melcher and he he held a grudge against terry melcher because uh, the house on cielo drive where sharon tate was killed that was actually terry melcher's house terry melcher lived there with his girlfriend candace bergen aka murphy brown so that's interesting do you yeah. think after being rejected by Melcher, that's who his, his original target was, he not had, Sharon Tate? He had, a lot of people argue about this. Um, he had definitely had that house in mind because of that, but most people think that he knew that Melcher didn't live there anymore. He just had fixated on that house. Why Sharon Tate then? I think he just sent the people to that house. He didn't really give a shit. So it was inadvertent who lived there. They all represented the, the same Capitalist kind of pigs or whatever. That, yeah. you know, huh. he, that, that angered him. And one thing I remember, I was reading a book, uh, Ed Sanders, The Family. It's a great book about Manson. And there's a technique he Manson used to, if anybody, a lot of people would, uh, would confront him because either he owed them money or he burned them in a drug deal or he fucked their daughter or, you know, he did a lot of shit, right? So people <laughs> did a lot would, of shit to yeah. piss people so off. So people yeah. would show up at the ranch and be like, what the fuck, Manson? Uh, with like a gang of dudes, you know? And Manson would come up to the guy and he'd give him a knife and he'd be like, you know, you're right. I have wronged you. Now you have the right to kill me. And the guy'd be like, well... Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to kill you. I don't really want to kill you. And be like, oh, okay. So he'd take the knife back and be like, well, I guess that means I have the right to kill you then. And the guy's <laughs> like, you know what? Forget the whole thing. We're going to go. It's fine. You know what? Don't worry about it. 
God, think of uh, how much so of a, many disputes. I was about to say, way. think of how much of yeah. a favor he that the one guy would have done the world if he's like, all right, and just stab him in the throat. There are a lot of teachable moments in yeah. his life. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I'm, say. I'm not saying, you know what I mean? It's not a total waste. There's a lot of teachable things you can take away from the man. I'm surprised he didn't go after Wilson because Wilson actually reworked one of Manson's songs. Yeah. Uh, Cease to Exist was a song that Manson had written, and uh, Wilson reworked it into a song called Never Learn Not to Love, yes. which uh, was on the Beach Boys album 2020. Uh, he replaced a couple of things. I think he replaced the line Cease to Exist, made it Cease to Resist yes. or something. He changed the song. Manson was furious about that, Manson by the way. Manson was furious. Yeah. He, uh, he showed up at Wilson's house with a loaded gun, and when he found out that the Beach Boy wasn't home, he actually left the housekeeper with a bullet and a message. He was like, here, you know, he's like, uh, just give him a message. You know, um, he's like, submission is a gift given to to another. That's what he said. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's why I'm surprised. Like, why would you go after Wilson or all these other guys that spurned you? I mean, he had like such, he had such like, uh, he was so stubborn. He was. You know, and he uh, obviously had issues with being rejected or in his mind of what rejection would be. He There's, had this fucking, he was, you know, a megalomaniac. Yeah. Well, also, he wanted to, like, move to the desert to find the giant hole in the ground, you know, so they could survive the apocalypse with the lizard people that live underground. And his dune buggies. Yeah. And his crazy, tricked-out dune buggies with <laughs> ocelot fur and fucking harpoon guns that shot out from a winch and hooked around trees and shit, you know? I heard you can go out there, actually, into the Death Valley, and you can find, like, the remnants of the dune buggies. You can, yeah. I've been to this, not the Death Valley Ranch, but the, the, the ranch in Chatsworth, Spawn Ranch. I thought that, uh, is that gone now or is that still there? I thought someone, or the, someone the purchased ranch is it gone. or something. The ranch is gone. It's just woods now, but there's ruins. There's some ruins of it and there are some bits of dune buggies. Because so, <laughs> yeah. they would just steal cars and then fix them up into dune buggies. Like they'd steal, uh, uh, you know, uh, they just totally strip, and just like strip a car it and into turn a dune into buggy. Yeah. Because that's what you need to drive around in the race war. Yeah. It's going to be like, dude, you know what? Maybe he predicted Mad Max. I think so. I think he did. Mm. Huh. We saw Manson short. We think he's just this crazy loon with a swastika carved into his forehead. <laughs> but meanwhile, he's an interdimensional being. Yeah. So uh, anyway, people look to Facebook. If you get an invite to the uh, the vigil on Cielo Drive, uh, make sure you show up. He came closer to a recording <laughs> contract than you guys, you know? That's true. Mm -hmm. Closer than I'll ever be. Um, anyways, I don't want to say rest in peace, but uh, I will miss the hijinks. Yep. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, People's episode 611 here is Sick and Wrong. We have news coming up next. We have phone calls after that. But first, here's a word about our Patreon page. Do you need more Sick and Wrong in your life? Do you need one more news story to make you feel normal? Are three phone calls barely enough to feed the raging beast of desire? Well, then it's time for you to get the help you need and become a Sick and Wrong patron. Sign up at patreon.com slash sickandwrong and you'll have access to exclusive Patreon-only content such as news stories, extra phone calls, and much, much more. Become a patron today and help us make a better Sick and Wrong for tomorrow. That's patreon.com slash sickandwrong. So Harrison, Charlie Rose, mm. accused of sexually harassing and groping women. I hear he really rose to the occasion. Charlie Rose. Come mm. on. Yeah. I was surprised about that. I wasn't. 
You were what you thought that Have guy you ever seen a... that morning show he does on CBS? I haven't seen it. It's so flirty and weird with the with the co-hosts he has. He's these two women co-hosts. You have never middle-aged watched that women. Show. It's like it's so creepy. I mean, they're all flirting. You know, Wait, I mean, him. they're flirting with him. Yeah, yeah, it's real weird. Or are they just kind of like laughing along at his weird uh, bit sexual both. innuendos? A little bit of both. It's ah, real strange. Creepy. Yeah, it's real strange. I'm used to his PBS show. That you know the yeah. show he had on PBS. We just interview somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Wackerly mm. used to watch that all the time. Mm. He was a big Charlie Rose fan. Yeah. I don't know. I mm. think he like yeah had some kind of issue with Charlie Rose. Who was that guy who used to have a show like that? Tom something or other. Tom Snyder. Tom Snyder. Tom Snyder. But yeah, Tom yeah. Snyder's show wasn't as serious. Like Charlie Rose right. is serious. And mm. Charlie Rose is like, we're going to talk about politics. Yeah. And like, you know, all the uh, actors from the 70s and 80s wanted to be on a show to like have some air of legitimacy about them right. or appear intelligent or something. Whereas like Tom yeah. Snyder would, he would interview like the Ramones, you know? Yeah. And then Charlie Rose and Heather Ramones on. I think maybe a little later on he interviewed, branched out, but I think for a while it was like all politicians, like a serious show. It's probably a little wackily. Who's next? Leslie Stahl? That's what I'm wondering. That's what I'm wondering. Goddamn. Eight women say the talk show hosts made unwanted advances toward them. Um, He's accused of sexual misconduct by eight women in a a report by the Washington Post. Uh, He's long host interview show on PBS. He also co-anchors CBS This Morning. Uh, he's been accused of making sexual advances toward multiple women, some of whom worked on his show. He's also accused of groping women and walking in front of them while naked. Hmm. Think about that. Charlie okay. Rose, butt naked, walking in front of you. Yeesh. Yeah. Oof. Um, he's been fired from PBS. They fired him. Uh, CBS also fired Rose hmm. after these allegations. So he's, he's out of a job, which makes me wonder, do you think we should bring on a third host? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> That yeah. would be amazing if, like, he can't get any other job, so it's like he has to come on yeah. sick and wrong as a third host. <laughs> I, once, I once interviewed Richard Nixon. Shut up, Charlie. Shut up, Charlie. Shut the fuck up. We're talking. We're listening yeah. to shit stories right yeah, now. Yeah, Did Richard yeah. Nixon ever shit on you? Yeah. He ever shit his pants while drinking Stella? <laughs> um, he was a sexual predator, and I was his victim, said mm. Rhea Bravo, one of the women who spoke to the Post. Uh, Bravo worked for Rose's interview show starting in 2007. She says that he made multiple advances when the two were alone together. Rhea Bravo sounds like a fake name. I'm just going to say it. Rhea Bravo? Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't sound real. Bravo team. Mm. Um, several women described Rose putting his hands on their legs. Another said he repeatedly made lewd early morning or late night phone calls to her. They all do mm. that. Bill O'Reilly did that yeah. too. Like these late night phone calls. That would be creepy. Could you so, imagine Charlie Rose? I can't do a Charlie Rose impression, or I would, but yeah. could you imagine like at like two in the morning, phone ringing, you're like, oh shit, Charlie Rose. Right. Talking about his dick again. It's also, you know, who calls people these days, you know? Yeah, well, yeah. he's old school. Yeah, yeah, I guess He's so. old school. Yeah. Uh, one woman said Rose groped her breasts while they were driving in a car together. Um, Rose reportedly also gave women shoulder rubs without their permission. And he was known among staffers. This move is known as the crusty paw. Right. Dude, when you're naming sex moves yeah. after a guy, because the guy um, is just so known for this type of behavior. Yeah. Like he's notorious for this type of behavior that you name moves. After, that's a problem. Staffers must have been, this must have been an inside joke. Do you ever feel like we're just going to get to a point where like everybody has done something? You know, that everybody I, has done something and now it's just like it cancels everything out. And it's like, okay. 
No, I think what's going to happen is is the accusations are going to get more ridiculous and ridiculous to the point where it's just like, all right, we don't care anymore. He didn't call me the next day or whatever, you know. Or he like farted while he's walking by, crop dusted me or something. Yeah, like yeah. you know, that's like he's got like some kind of flatulent fetish yeah. or something. You know, I think they're just going to become more absurd. And he north by northwested me. <laughs> <laughs> the crusty <laughs> paw. God, that sounds ominous. Oof. Um, another woman that uh, applied for jobs said Mr. Rose invited her to instead of like coming to work and interviewing for the job, he invited her to his estate in mm. Bellport, New York. Um, there's like 60 miles from New York City. He's like, come here and interview for the job. Right. Um, and he, he spent the night. And that night he like said he needed to change after getting his pants wet in the pool. He returned wearing a white bathrobe, left completely open the front, wearing nothing underneath. Hmm. Charlie Rose, 75-year-old man, dick just swaying in the wind. Think about how long <laughs> those balls must have been. Like those balls must have just been like down to like I don't know probably mid thigh. That that sounds a lot like when Jonathan Harker had to stay at Castle Dracula. <laughs> sounds a lot like that. Yeah, Dracula yeah. just walked around with his fucking testicles yeah. just swinging around, you know. Oh, Mister Dracula, can you put on some pants? I never wear pants. I never wear pants. <laughs> um, she said that Rose tried to put his hand down her pants. The old bathrobe technique. Oh. A lot of Harvey Weinstein used the bathrobe technique. Hmm. I'm sure uh, Louis C.K. probably did. Well, but he asked first, so there's a difference there. Um, the same woman said after sitting by the pool, they went to his bedroom. She said she wept as Mr. Rose tried to put his hand between her legs. I'd be crying too. Yeah, me too. He said, baby, oh baby, why are you crying? She remembers him saying. I don't know. Yeesh. When the- was this? This was in uh, 2010. Okay. So let's see. That's uh, what? Seven years ago? So you'd have been like in his 60s, late yeah. 60s. Not that it would have been okay in 1978, but I just shrugged. You can't see it because it, it's radio, but I just shrugged. I think the tears still hardened the erection back then. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, one other lady said that he would call her in the middle of the night and repeatedly uh, describe his fantasies of her swimming naked in his pool as he watched. Hmm. It's another thing you don't want to think about. O'Reilly did that too. He'd yeah. be like, I just want a sponge, give you the loofah. What would he call it? The, the falafel? The, the falafel. <laughs> I get the falafel thing. Get yeah. my falafel thing, start rubbing you down. I mean, I don't even know what to think anymore, man. Next we're going to find out that like Charles Manson sexually harassed women or something, you know? Yeah, or like Gigi Allen, like wipe feces on someone's face at a concert. damn. You know? Mm. God, think about that. Um, Rose, 75, is hosted, or yeah, he's 75 years old, actually. Rose is, yeah, Manson was 83. Rose, 75 years old. Hosted his PBS show since 1993 and has co-anchored CBS Morning Program since 2012. And he joins a growing list of men in positions of power who have been accused of sexual sexual assault, sexual harassment. And yeah, you wonder, who's next? I'm hoping it's, I want it to be someone weird. Like, obviously, okay, obviously I'm down like any Republican, like Paul Ryan, Mitch McConnell. Uh, yeah, that would be amazing. Mm. Like, you know, remember Larry Craig, Mr. Wide Stance, Larry Craig tapping his foot in the bathroom? Oh, yeah, that guy, yeah. That was great. Like, mm. something like that, yeah, that's that's awesome. But I want someone weird, like completely unexpected. Like, to me, I just never assumed Charlie Rose, just like, you know, benevolent old man. Like, I just never would have thought that that guy would have been, like, groping girls and doing the crusty paw and all that. You know who I want? You know who I want to be the next uh, assaulter? Who? Noam Chomsky. 
Okay. Is he Noam still alive? Chomsky. Is he still yeah, alive? and he's super old. Okay. And he's like, you know, like the liberal deity. Everybody loves that guy. Yeah. Would that be great? It's like, oh, shit, Noam Chomsky's doing that too? Hmm. Or Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders. What would people... That would blow people's collective minds. People, Yeah, people wouldn't like that. I wonder what they would do. I don't see that happening. No, I, Bernie doesn't weird, seem like you know? a groper yeah. to me. He doesn't. But then what about like women? If he, like if you got a woman alone, he'd just probably talk to her about soup or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, like I, I just don't see that happening. Yeah. What about women? Like have there been any women? The only woman I read about that was even slightly accused is Mariah Carey. Hmm. I read that Mariah Carey uh, harassed some of her security staff. Like they'd come up to her room and she'd just answer just wearing a robe. And being like, I know you want some of this. Hmm. And like start fingering herself. Damn. But the, the, the difference is here, it's a bit of a double standard. It's like if a woman's masturbating in front of me, I'm not going to start crying and then like, you know, make a Me Too post. No. I guess if it's Sarah Huckabee Sanders, yes, I will be doing that. But if it's like, or Kellyanne Conway or something. But if it, more often than not, I think I'd be like, all right, that's kind of cool. I think I'm going to stay here and watch for a little bit. You know, I think that's probably the typical reaction with dudes. However, mm. I do think it'd be kind of cool to, you know, if like Barbara Walters harassed a bunch of guys. I don't know, man. I, I, I feel like Sarah Huckabee Sanders intrigues me sexually. Really? Yeah, there's something about her. She's got, she's got like a dark side, I feel like, you know? She's in some shit. Yeah, she's but in I some mean, dark fucking shit, you know? Are you saying you want to like dominate her? Are you saying that you'd be into like uh, a sexual encounter where she's in charge and like you're a like little, a reporter? Like a switch session, you know? So you'd be like a reporter I'd for be a CNN? Report, I'd definitely be a reporter. <laughs> I'd absolutely be a fucking reporter. Do you, you hear? Know? Did you hear? And what? then I'd have to go in the cage. She, I'd have to go in the cage, you know? And then I'd break out of the cage and I'd take her gun. It'd be a whole thing. Do you really think you could maintain an erection looking at her nude? There's something about her face I like, you know? You can't be kidding me. She looks like the uncle in the Monsters. Put her in the right outfit, you know? Any outfit. She does not look attractive. She's got one eye, like, going off, like, staring off to the right, one eye looking down. It's like a chameleon eyes. I have, like, 40% of an erection right now. (laughs) (laughs) And then she also kind of looks like her dad. Do you find him attractive? She's still got a little, you know, she's still full fresh faced, you know, God, I find her just like, she's the epitome of what she would make me lose an erection forever. She's like anti Viagra. That's what she is. I want to roll all over her like a fucking tarmac, (laughs) you know, (laughs) like a dog on wet grass. Yeah. 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 Like a slip and slide. That's a terrible mental image. Uh huh. Terrible mental image. Just fucking, um, yeah. Final thing I'm going to say about the sexual assault victims, even mm. though there's going to be more. There's going to be many more. I think Congress eventually is just going to be, there's just no men anymore. <laughs> it's just going to be like all women, which might be yeah. a good thing. Mm. You know, honestly, might be a good thing. Uh, Morrissey weighed in on the debate because everybody mm. wants to know what Morrissey has to say about things. You know, we want to know Morrissey's insight. Because you know it's going to be profound. You're the one who always wants to know Morrissey's insight. <laughs> it's like, what, how does yeah. Morrissey feel about yeah. this? I need to know. Yeah. Uh, Morrissey told the German news site Spiegel that while he doesn't condone sexual abuse, he finds the accusations against Weinstein and Spacey ridiculous, saying the person referred to as a victim is merely disappointed. He says if everything went well with their career and they had been given a great career, they wouldn't be talking about it now. Hmm. Do you think that's true? 
you know do you, what? Do you think if a lot of these probably? I mean, that's what I'm wondering. I, you know, I think it's Morris. He's just an asshole, and so he's he is he's, an asshole. I mean, he's not right, but he's also not wrong. You know, that's what I'm wondering. I think a, a lot of uh, there are a lot of people whose careers prospered yeah. after some of these encounters, right. which is disgusting and it's horrible to think about mm. that. Um, but they did lead to better things, mm. and so I wonder if a lot of those people are coming forward and talking about like maybe if this didn't happen. Yeah. He says, uh, I think this is great. I don't know about you, but in my youth, I've never been in situations like this. Never. I was always aware of what could happen. When you're in somebody's bedroom, you have to be aware of where that can lead to. That's why it does not sound very credible to me. It seems that Spacey has been attacked unnecessarily. Hmm. Do you think Spacey's career is over? Mm, He can come back in like five years if he wants to, like Mel Gibson, you know? Yeah. yeah, I mean, people said the same thing about Mel Gibson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I bet you. He, how come no one's talking about his sexual assault, Mel Gibson? Oh, that's surprising. Yeah, yeah, I'm surprised. Although that's another thing. It's like, yeah, I kind of expect that. Right. I like would when, be surprised. Like when he was talking about uh, getting raped by a pack of ninjas. If you recall that? Did he? Yeah. Were they Jewish ninjas? Or? They were Jewish ninjas. No yeah. wonder he hates the Jews. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. No wonder that make me an anti-Semite too. Right. Anyway, what do you have here for the second story? Well, meow, 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 meow. I got a, I got a little story. A little story. About a prostitute. A prostitute. Il frutti prostituti. Um, so, escort. This was, oh, this was sent in from Sandy on Facebook. Sandy on Facebook. Oh, Sandy, yeah. Uh, escort says she shot client because he was bad at oral sex. What is the difference between an escort and a prostitute? There isn't one. There isn't. Yeah. It's a synonym. Yeah, it's a synonym. I mean, escort implies uh, more... Like upper class. Yeah, like a higher price, more class kind of a thing. Like, you wouldn't just pick her up off the street. Whereas a prostitute, you might just pull up to her on the side of the road. Yeah, she might be just hanging out in front of the jack in the box. Right. Jack in the box. <laughs> I'll take extra Jack sauce, yeah, yeah, please. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fuck. All right. So um, an escort in Washington State says she shot her clients twice in the head because he was lousy at oral sex, according to reports. Marissa Wallen, 21, then allegedly stole her John's wallet and gun, left him for dead, and went on a $12,000 spending spree in Skagit County. That's interesting. Do you think a lot of guys give oral sex to prostitutes? You, you, I do. You think it'd be the other way around? You would, but I think it does happen. God, I would. I mm. would be reluctant to go down there. And I'm surprised very, these girls yeah. would be like, "Yeah, I'm fine with that." Yeah. Mm. So, the 36 year old uh, man's employer uh, grew concerned when he didn't log in for his stay at home job. <laughs> On the morning of October 24th. <laughs> That's kind of funny. You never think about that. No. Like, if, if you're not showing up for work, it's pretty obvious. Like, it, where is he? His desk is empty. But if you work from home... Yeah. I guess you just have to log in. Hey, he's not on instant messenger yet. What's going, <laughs> what's going on? When police were sent to check on him, he was found alive, slumped against the wall with dried blood on his head. Two shell casings nearby did not match the caliber of his missing handgun, officials said. 
He was unable to speak, so police communicated with him using hand signals, according to the news outlet. He indicated he knew his attacker, but could not provide a name. See, that's why you need to learn sign language. Yeah, you do. You know, it's like, I, I wouldn't be able to do it. I don't know, yeah. how would you describe her name? And you never do you know. you think he was doing like, D, yeah. Yeah. A. Yeah. <laughs> and you never know when you need to like communicate with gorillas or something, you know? Yeah. That's helpful too. So. Yeah, there's a gorilla in uh, San Francisco named Coco that can actually almost communicate in sign language. You I, read about I'm her? I'm familiar with This is the stupid gorilla that was sad when Robin Williams killed himself. I Did know. really? Yeah. You know, there was I, a whole news article about it. Don't even get me started about it. I read, a, I read something yeah. about like any woman that wants to like deal with the gorilla. The gorilla will communicate with men, but any woman, you got, they got to show their tits first before they gain, the, I guess, the gorilla's trust. I'm not even making this up. They show their their breasts, and then the gorilla's like, "All right, you're cool." So anyway, I read about this, and I knew this girl was a bartender at this bar, the Hemlock, and I asked her about it because she volunteered there. Yeah, and she was like, "Yeah, I had to show the gorilla my breasts." So I wonder if she thinks that gorilla sexually harassed her. Yeah, I don't. Be, I don't buy any of this Jack in the Box. All right, I'm not fucking <laughs> buying into your fucking shit. That's what I'm you saying. Know? It's like I, I mean, with your tit gorilla. Get did, out of here. This, mark my word, people. You can go okay. look it up. Coco yeah. the gorilla loves titties. Okay, Coco is a woman. A female She's gorilla likes. She likes the ladies. She okay. likes titties. All right. Well, um, there you go. Uh, so, security footage from the apartment revealed that Wallen had visited five times in October. She was last seen entering uh, at in the evening and then fleeing in the same evening, clutching what appeared to be credit cards, officials said. Which is weird. How do you tell she's holding credit cards in security footage? Unless she's like sitting like, there just like, you know, like yeah, dealing yeah, them yeah, out yeah, like yeah, a yeah. blackjack dealer or something. Wait, what, what's that in her hand? And can you, can you zoom in on that? Enhance that. Enhance. Enhance. <laughs> Enhance. They're credit cards. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck? Uh, authorities tracked her down at a home in Mount Vernon. When confronted with evidence... See, that's all you need to do. You just need to confront somebody with evidence. Well, why did they just bring the guy and have him point to her? I mean, uh, he was... <laughs> Use his side uh, language. That was her. Yeah. Wallen kept changing her story before finally admitting she shot the man twice in the back of the head because he was performing a sex act wrong. What do you suppose he was doing? Like, okay, let's let's just imagine here. You got Sarah Huckabee mm. Sanders standing over you, and you're about to give her some oral sex. Okay, I, I, maybe what he did was what I did the first time I tried to eat out a woman, which is... Just bite the clitoris? No, just try to insert my tongue into the vagina. <laughs> <laughs> what, like a small, like a micro penis? Yeah. What girl would like that? I didn't know what you were supposed to do. Haven't you ever watched a Ron Jeremy movie? No. You've never seen a porn movie at that point? Not that, no. Hmm. Not the, no, not really. I mean, I always, you know, to be honest, girls always told me what what to do. I didn't really know what I was doing either. When you were like 19, nobody knows what they're doing. Yeah, no one knows what you're doing. But then, plus the girl kind of just doesn't want to like upset you, so she's just going to pretend that it's good anyway. Mm. It's nice when you get into college and the girl's like, what the fuck are you doing down there? Yeah, yeah. That's what Sarah Huckabee Sanders would say to you. She would, yeah. Um, Wallen, who has an 11-month-old child, which is relevant, why? I don't know. Uh, was ordered held pending on charges on first-degree assault, first-degree robbery, and first-degree identity theft. Which you think it'd be attempted murder, 
as shooting someone in the head twice, but I, you know. First degree identity theft. So yeah. what does she do with the kid when she's making house calls? Uh, babysitter. Babysitter. Maybe. Would you be, okay, would that kill it for you if she like brought the kid over? It's like, oh yeah, I can find a babysitter. Can I just put this in, in the closet? Yeah. You, yes, you, would. you would be down. Yeah. <laughs> but like, you know what? I'm just. You're such a prude. Yeah. I'm, I'm just going to play Assassin's Creed. Why don't you go home? I'm not going <laughs> to. Just going to put I'm it in good. the closet. I'll put it yeah. in the bathroom, in the sink. I've never been that hard up for, you know what I mean? You can. <laughs> um, so, uh. I was stunned on Tuesday when the first detective came to our door, next door neighbor and local busybody looky-loo Mark Burnham said. He said, your neighbor was shot twice in the head. He said he heard what sounded like two or three taps coming from the wall. It was notable because we don't usually hear anything. This Ooh. is just the reason I put it. This is a neighbor who's just like excited to be interviewed. By exactly. Anyone. Doesn't yeah. doesn't even have anything like cogent to say. It's just, yeah, but I'm nothing. just going to say something. Yeah. I just need a quote. Mm. I feel really badly that I was unable to help, Barnum said. Do you think this guy was like, mm. hey, check it out. It's got another prostitute coming to his house. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like, you know this guy yeah. was staring out his window and they're just seeing these women walking in with high heels, really short skirts and like a furry jacket. Yeah. It's like, oh, he's got another hooker. Totally. That's four yeah. this week. And they were said, uh, he keeps to himself a lot. He's got his computer stuff up there. He handles a lot of websites, IT security. <laughs> yeah. You know, this guy probably made some good money. Works from home. Yeah. Did IT security. And those security consultants make a ton of money. According to documents, what documents? I don't know. But according to documents, the man had been hiring female escorts and frequenting a strip club in Seattle where he was bragging about how much money he earned and belongings he had at his house. Okay, well, there's, now there's a mistake. Hey, lady, do you know how much money I'm... You know the kind of shit I got in my apartment? I got, I got credit cards and computer stuff and this, credit cards. This is the type of guy that's like, I don't mm. trust banks. Mm. I just have a safe there yeah. with a pretty easy code. Yeah. You know, it's my birthday. And yeah. there it is. It's just filled with cash. And I keep it at my house. Yeah. I got a that's good job. That's what I do. I mean, when I don't log in for my stay-at-home job, my boss grows concerned. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, <clears throat> Bu Buxton said the victim liked to f kind of flash his money a little bit. It's what's going to happen. You're going to attract negative people along the way. Well, so there's a moral inevitable. to the story. Yeah. yeah. Um, on Wednesday, a judge said Wallen had outstanding warrants for her arrest and set her bail at $1 million. Her public defender, Pooja Vadati. <laughs> I only included the sentence just so I could say the name. Pooja Vadati. Is that Vidati. the whole name or just the first name? That's the full name. Pooja wow. Vadati. I thought she meant that's yeah. what she calls her vagina. Pooja Vadati <laughs> said medical problems have prevented her from appearing in court several times. Wow. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, I think the moral of the story is... Don't have sex with hookers in your own home. Yep. And don't have oral sex with them. Yeah. So don't eat hookers out and go fuck them in a hotel. You'll yeah. be fine. You'll be fine. And don't brag about, uh, you know, how much money you make. People, send your story to cigarettepodcasthotmail.com. We have phone calls coming up next. 323-522-4032 is that number. Um, before we get to our first call, here's a word from Adam and Eve. 
What do you do when you're at a family reunion or Thanksgiving you got a raging boner that won't go away and you're considering fucking your grandmother? You go to Adam and Eve, of course. You buy a jerk-off sleeve, you know, build a pocket pussy, something of that nature, so you can go in the bathroom and just take care of that raging boner before you have to bend over your grandma at the table and just fuck her. So go to adamandeve.com and type in the code diddle. That's what grandpa used to do to your dad. Talk to you later. Bye. So we got a few phone calls to get to. 323-522-4032 is that number. Uh, the first call we got here is the Epic Farter called in. And uh, he has something to say about fish. Because that, that guy's like an avid fisherman. He's always got something to say about fish, this guy. Yeah, but I think he like farts on the fish. Mm. Ah, Dean Harrison. Epic Farter here. Just uh, thought I'd bring you. I was just listening to you guys uh, talking about the kissing fish thing whilst uh, painting doors in the uh, child's bedroom. Really exciting stuff. Um, yeah, nothing really exciting to talk about that. But yeah, the whole kissing... Painting doors in the child's bedroom. Is that a euphemism for something? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know what that means. Like, mm. you just get his prostate examined or something? <laughs> Not sure. Fish thing. Um, not sure quite where it comes from, but I kiss fish. Um, <laughs> I'll send for a hmm. pic of the uh, the fish that I caught in France. My name is Epic Farter, and I kiss fish. I kiss fish. I kiss fish. <laughs> Hi, Ma- Epic Farter. <laughs> Remember Troy McClure in The Simpsons? <clears throat> yeah. Did you ever see that when he, the episode where he married Selma? Yeah. And like uh, he goes, over, they go to his house, and it's just like a big aquarium. And he's like, "I like fish." Mm. And he's got this whole fish issue. Yeah, that's kind of what I think about epic, epic farter here. He's got an issue. It's a tradition. You gotta, you gotta make out with fish. Um, a lot of kissed. <laughs> I do kiss most of my fish just because it's like a mark of respect or a thank you. Um, because I, we always put them back with the carp. Um, and we do treat them with quite a lot of respect. Um, when did this happen? Do you remember the, when the this fish tradition? No, like when did we start putting fish? Remember when we used to go fishing and just be like, you'd take the fish and you'd fucking eat it. Well, I think that, when did this start happening when it's like everybody's fucking. Well, if you got a fish that was small, you'd put it back. But it sounds like uh, Epic Farter here isn't going to eat carp, hmm. bottom feeding fish. I think they're just catching it for the sport i've worked for a lot of unscrupulous fishermen i don't know well i think if you caught like a catfish or a carp you're not gonna keep it no no you throw it away i don't know you don't eat carp cook it up yeah no one eats carp it's like they they eat feces off the bottom of the of the the floor yeah i guess carp the bottom of the ocean Mm -hmm. they eat or catfish eat though they're good you know you you can't eat catfish but i think them up eat them up yum I don't know. It just seems fitting to give them a kiss to thank them and put them back. And, you know, what we normally say is come back when you're bigger type thing. Um, but, yeah, that's that's what we do. We're a strange breed, I know. We spend all night out in the... Uh... Do you give them the tongue? 
Or is oh, it just God. a little like... This is how you end up with fish in your fucking throat. You they, know? Don't they have teeth? <laughs> um, no, most of them don't have teeth. But a lot of fish have teeth. I'm going to go ahead and say most of them don't. How do they eat? They just like swallow plankton and shit, you know? Dude. They swallow things. Have you seen the movie uh, Piranha? Yeah, the, the, <sighs> those have teeth. Sharks, yeah, those but have like, teeth. Lar- large mouth bass don't have teeth, you know? I think might have a little something in there. I don't think so. I'm, I'm not quite sure because I don't really know that much. But do you so a trout doesn't have any teeth? I'm going to go ahead and say no. But they have like something that closes their mouth together. I, I'm going to say that they put, I would just be nervous that I'm like going to put my lips to it and then it just bit my lip off. Yeah. What are you going to do then? <gasps> Fresh air. Um, but as you can imagine, there's lots of beer involved. There's, we get curries delivered to the lake. We cook our own barbecues in the winter, stuff like that. And we just, basically, it's just an excuse to talk shit, share porn, um, have a laugh, drink beer. Uh, a lot of guys that do it smoke a lot of weed. Uh, I don't do that anymore, I'll be honest. Um, but yeah, that's what normally goes on. If you imagine you're out in the middle of nowhere at a lake, then it's quite easy to just skin up and smoke up. Um, it used to be something that we used to do quite a bit because you don't often get police around a lake, put it that way. Um, but yeah, that's the whole kissing fish. Um, and yeah, that's all we... You know, at least three fish have come forward with accusations against Epic Farter. <laughs> About being harassed yeah, by yeah. Epic Farter yeah. here. You know, I'm kind of skeptical a bit here. Mm-hmm. You get like a bunch of drunk English lads yeah. smoking weed, drinking a lot. Yeah. I bet you they're fucking those fish. Well, I or mean, they're we, doing something. We've been over this, you know, that, that, that catfish are the, you know... The 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 fleshlights the fleshlights of the sea yeah the fleshlights of the sea yeah yeah. I'm saying it's like yeah (laughs) when you get a bunch of drunken Englishmen together Mm. and they're at that level of inebriation Mm. and then there's fish yeah I guarantee those dudes are sticking their fucking dicks in the fish and then probably throwing it at each other it's probably happened a few times you know I guarantee that's happened okay we do to them. Um, some people fuck them. There's videos online of people there shagging There you go. Cow. Yeah. Right, apparently they suck quite well. Some but people. It's not, not something I've done myself. So, yeah, um, that's it, guys. I thought I'd give you an update. Um, I'm sorry I'm not shitting myself these days. My guts seem to be behaving themselves. Um, <laughs> that's a good thing. I do t- tend to uh, get away with uh, not upsetting the wife at the moment, which is great. So, yeah. Okay, well, you take care of yourself, guys. Have a look at the picture. Nice to speak to you. Um, And something you might have seen, I'm not sure, there's a video that you get out weekly over here that goes around the WhatsApp, um, and it's simply lovely. And they say at the end of that, be seeing you. Take care, guys. Guys? Hmm. (laughs) Yeah, I meant guys. Bye. No idea what he's talking about. Yeah, what's he referring to? Been seeing you. No idea. Some video that's making its way on the WhatsApp. Jim will fix it. Uh, I don't yeah, know. I don't know. I guarantee this is going to be sent to us. Yeah. Somebody's going to send this. I'm thinking Done. it's something rather repulsive. I'm Jimmy Savile. Be seeing you. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, yeah, it's probably something okay. like Jimmy Savile, like yeah, yeah. diddling some kid and mm. jerking off or something. Mm. Um, I, yeah, I yeah. knew they fucked those fish. Mm. I All knew right. they did that. All right. Yeah, I can I'll totally see one. English guys do that. Mm. I mean, like... Drunk Englishmen, mm. you have no idea what they end up doing. Mm. There's no women, or no birds around. They're all sitting there getting drunk, 
there's a bunch of like fucking fish floating around that bucket. I remember when we were when we were younger. We'd what go if fishing. birds? Oh, oh, I thought you meant act like birds, women, like, not okay. real birds. I'm like, what are birds? They probably known fuck to the be birds cock too. Blockers or something, you know? <laughs> hey, we're gonna <laughs> fuck these. Ah, oh, fuck it. There's a. There's a blue jay over there. We're That's a yellow spotted yeah, finch. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go bird watching. Oh, I had no idea you're yeah. an ornithologist. Mm, mm. Um, but no, I, mm. those guys are fucking those fish. Mm. Um, totally missed my point. Fishfuckers.com. <laughs> <laughs> Although, you know, Epic Farter, mm. I got to say, I'm glad you got your bowels in order. Mm-hmm. Did you change your diet or something? Are you not eating boiled pizza or whatever? What do they eat over there? Bangers, <laughs> mash? Welsh rare boiled pizza. Yeah, that's <laughs> what the they do. They yeah. boil everything in England. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Um, right. Anyway, it's always good to hear from you, and I'm glad you uh, haven't shit yourself in a long time. Aye. Speaking of shit, the next two calls have to do with shit, which seems to be our <sighs> bread and butter here on the show. I, you know, we should really limit the fucking calls to one shit story per episode are you are you laying down a moratorium i might i might well, you know it, we did you that know? two years yeah. ago or maybe it's three what years is enough ago. for god's sakes you know it, it got to the point where you know we made like this shit we had a, a competition to yeah. do shit story theme songs which i might actually play mm. in the show i might do a shit story theme song we did a competition i forget what the uh prizes were but a bunch of people sent them in and then it became every call was just about shit and so wackily it was just like we need a moratorium no more shit stories. Like, no more. But uh, we have a lot, and I haven't got these two. You know, I, I, I mean, I'm trying to bring a level of erudition and culture and sexual knife play with Sarah Huckabee Sanders to the show. And I can't do it if there's more than one shit story. I was about to say, the guy you know? who sexualizes Sarah Huckabee <laughs> Sanders is trying to bring a level of erudition to this show. Probably never going to happen. I don't sexualize her, man. She's, she, she sexualizes me. All right. Come on. Anyway, all right. All right. I'm going to space out the shit stories, but this one's pretty good. This is uh, an EMT in Texas. All right. Hey, Dean Harrison. This is uh, EMT from Texas. I called a long, long time ago about how I got some pus in my mouth uh, during a routine call. But there's a story that I've been wanting to tell you guys a long time ago. So we were dropping a patient off at a nursing home, real dark, middle of the night. We heard a person in the next, the room, with the curtain in between, crying, crying. This old little uh, Mexican lady with dementia screaming for help. Yeah, you with that me? Are you with that me? This is like the makings of a horror story. It does. It sounds it's like terrifying. in the middle of the night, yeah. we yeah. picked up this woman. And, and she, she was Mexican. <laughs> no! <laughs> no! Trump's worst nightmare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I pull back the curtain and I see marks all over the wall, like, like finger paint. So. I turned the lights on, and it was shit. She stuck her fingers inside her diaper, and she had probably diarrhea or something. Mm. And there was loose turds on the, uh, next to her, too. Mm. And she was rubbing the whole fucking place, finger painting with a doo-doo. And I, went, I freaked out. I walked out. We went to go get a... That might be the first I hate time. all of you. <laughs> that might be the I, first time I've ever yeah. heard anyone relay a shit story on this show and say doo doo. <laughs> like, dude, when's the last time you heard anyone over the age of five or six say doo doo? Yeah. I mean, I might have finger painted with a doo doo when I was like three. 
you know. What did, did she paint like something? Were they pictures? Was she telling you like a message from another dimension and from Charles Manson? Yeah. You know, was he in like, you know, the fourth realm and he was giving you like inscriptions to write on the wall in your own feces? Like what 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 was it? Did you hear the song on Rick and Morty about a doo-doo? <laughs> Which is that goodbye, Moon Man? No, no. Um, but there was one about doo doo. I'll have to show it to you. All right, I have to hear this. She said, Oh, yeah, we know. Well, we're waiting to clean her up. Apparently, they knew for about an hour. So that old dementia lady was sitting there covered in her own shit for about a good hour. Anyway, keep it sticking wrong. Love you guys. Bye. Hmm. You know, I I have had experience in convalescent homes, and mm. I gotta say, I I do feel bad for those ladies. But mm. those women that work there, the men that work there, whatever, you get used to that shit, where it's mm. like you're desensitized. So it's yeah. like there's an old lady that rubs her shit all over the walls mm. all the time. You first couple times you freak out, you clean her off, everything's cool for about twenty minutes, and she does it again. And I think after like you know the repeat offenses, finally they're just kind of like. Fuck it. Who cares? All right. You know, hmm. shit on the wall. She'll stop eventually. Just don't go in the room. No. God. Could you imagine having to deal with that on a regular basis? No. Ah, couldn't do that. Mm. I heard uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders into scat. Would that turn you off? That wouldn't. That would? That's where I draw the line. Really? If <laughs> she was like, mm. lay down on the floor, I'll pretend you're the Washington Post, and mm. I'm going to take a shit on your face. <laughs> That would destroy the fantasy. Even for my little Huckabee. (laughs) That would be too much. I bet you she makes a lot of shit. I'm not saying that she's like fat, but she probably... I just just picture her producing a lot of shit. Not even just from her ass, like from her mouth. I gotta sit through... I gotta listen to this now. I gotta listen to this. (laughs) Fucking apostasy. (laughs) And I gotta hear two shit stories. Just get through this fucking shit story. All right, right? only one more. Oh, damn one it. more here. This guy you. has a shit story from the old college years. Yeah. So, um, second story. I'm the guy that just fucked the Pope. Um, He's the guy that just fucked the Pope. Now, remember a couple weeks ago we had a call from some guy, mm. and he sounded like he was in a wind tunnel. Oh, yeah. And he's dri- I forget what he was talking okay. about. But anyway, we were like, yeah, what, what are you driving a wind tunnel? He called back twice. He called back again. Yeah. But I didn't want to play back to back wind tunnel calls. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. Still driving. Also, if I'm speaking just ridiculously fast, like I said, 20 something hour drive, so there's a fair bit of Adderall involved in being consumed in this. But, in any case, uh, that's really fucking blast, dude. God, stone is awesome. Call in, but I had a pretty good one, which, um,. About two years ago in college, um, I was at a party. I just finished up watching the Houston Rockets game. I got invited by this chick, and I was totally fucking down for it. But this was at like 11.30, so you know, I was kind of winding down, a bit of a bitch. But, um, you know, I was gonna go. So I walked over there, it took about 15 minutes, and I guess maybe just the action or the terrible diet from what was sophomore year in school, uh, I had to take shit like no one's business, right? And it's a college party, so your you're famous criminals are on deck as soon as you get there. Fireball, Evan Williams, just terrible, awful, no good, rotten shit. What would you do in that situation? Would you just go take a shit in the bathroom? Yeah. 
at a at a party. Maybe someone's gonna be standing outside waiting to come in. You gotta do what you gotta do, man. You know, I try to make almost, it quick. I would just leave and go to like a restaurant or something, a gas station. Depends on how the mood fancies me, you know. <laughs> so naturally, I start smoking some weed, and I just, you know what? I gotta get drunk. But in the process, at some point in there, gotta get drunk before the day begins. <laughs> Gotta get drunk before I shit myself. I bombed a cigarette off someone. Not not remembering, so to speak, that I had taken shit on the way over here. And now at this point, this was a party not at my place. Like I said, about 15 minutes away. I didn't know there was only one available restroom. The second one had been clogged, both the toilet and the sink, by vomit. So, at about... 125, 130 in the morning at this party, I decide it's time to drop the load, time to drop the Chipotle, and I go into the restroom taking a shit, okay, just vile, terrible smell, but this is where it gets really terrible, and I'm sorry, there's a girl who's banging on the door to get in because she has to throw up, and there's a dude out there, and he's just fucking screaming, so I do what any, uh, really drunk and high level-headed college student would do, I uh, wiped my ass and I threw the wad of toilet paper into the toilet, neglected to flush, unlocked the door, and then hopped into the bathtub combo shower and closed the curtain. The girl then proceeds to dive into the restroom, almost like a wide receiver for a ball, and throw up <laughs> all over this fucking mess. I had just quite frankly made in the toilet Ugh. and uh, from there when in the shower I pulled my pants up and I uh, ran the fuck out of there wow <laughs> wow well, so <laughs> wow that, that's insane that dude wiped his ass I, I'm, I'm envisioning some guy like pounding the door like come on dude get yeah. out of the bathroom pound on the door like some big meathead and he like Wipes his ass, mm. his pants still down around his ankles. Hiding in the shower. Unlocks the door and then like dives Juliet into the Lewis shower. and from dusk till dawn. <laughs> hiding in the fucking Okay. Weird. While this girl's puking yeah. on his turds. Mm -hmm. Wow. This is suspiciously similar to the old Quigley. My name is Quigley, but my friends call me Schlossberger. You, that is, you were totally right about right. this. Although Do you that remember? Fucking. Well, he was fucking a girl mm. while she was puking on his on shit, turn, right? Yeah. Which was a, is that a fabricated story? I don't think that really happened. Before we began all this, I was really thinking about going to get some chicken, crispy chicken tenders on the way home. <laughs> I'm still thinking about it, but I'm not, ha I'm not as happy about it, you know? To get some Del Taco. No. <laughs> Del Taco, ugh. Get the fuck out of here. Del Taco is gross. Don't even bring it up. It is gross. Yeah. I used to think it was a refreshing alternative to Taco Bell, mm. but it's actually just kind of disgusting. Yeah. It really is. So why, is that it? Is that the end of the call? That's it. It just cuts off like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we don't even know what happened. How did he we get out of the bathroom? Happened. He ran, went, while she, he hid in the fucking shower, and then while she was vomiting, he slipped by, past her and ran What out. about the meathead? Where's the guy? Well, when she got in, he was probably like, oh, good. Holding okay. her hair. No, no, And no. this dude, like, comes out of the bathroom and just kind of was like, oh, don't mind me. Just hiding in the, uh, hiding in the bathtub. 
I'm, I, I think the meathead was otherwise occupied. God. Mm. Yeah, that's like worst case scenario. I don't know what you do in that situation. It's like, I seriously would rather go shit outside. Yeah. I'd probably go take a, block, a walk down the block and just go shit on someone's porch or something. You don't want to shit into a clogged toilet, even if it's not your toilet, you know? Not to mention you're at a party. It's like there's going to be too many people around. Let's you, get it started in here. You can't Let's go in there. in here. Yeah. You can't go into a bathroom for five minutes mm. and shit. No. At a party. No. Or you might have to hover. What? Regardless, it's disgusting. Okay, Smarty, you go to a party. You have to shit, and you kind of... All right, never and mind. you make a farty. I was going to do that, and then I decided <laughs> against it. And I aborted, but you fucking you just went there. There you, you just go. just went there. And that's why you're, 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 you know, your tongue will never grace the creamy labia of Sarah Huckabee Sanders. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> anyway, people call the Cigar Hotline, 323-522-4032. Um, best way to support the show is Patreon. We have a Patreon page. Uh, we like to promote our Patreon page. We want to get more patrons on our Patreon page. That's what we like to do. Let's so go to patreon.com slash sickandwrong. And for a mere $5 a month, you get a third Sick and Wrong story. Yep. Get an exclusive Patreon news story. Um, outtakes. Randy outtakes. Like you think Harrison's funny on the show? You should hear them. You should hear him before we record. Mm. It's hilarious. It's ridiculous. Like he talks about Sarah Huckabee Sanders mm. in ways that you wouldn't even think any <laughs> human would, would talk about another human. Ah, yeah, yeah. Um, also, we have extra phone calls there as well. So we have Patreon calls. So uh, go check out Patreon.com/slash/SickAndWrong. Sign up today and get all the free stuff. Not free stuff, but get all the stuff that uh, the ex exclusive Patreon stuff. Get that. Yep. Also, we have a Redbubble store, so we are selling uh, Cigarong merch. Um slash store. You click on the picture of the Pope, you get transported. Actually, it's called redirected. Redirected to the Redbubble store, and you can buy some Cigarong merch. Yeah. That's what happens. All right. Uh, finally, here's Cigarong Song of the Week. Is a tribute to to uh, Charles Manson, and that comes from Harrison. This is one of Harrison's favorite Manson themed songs. Yes, correct. how would you describe this? Um, it is um, a song by a, a Jewish rapper, a Jewish horrorcore rapper from Brooklyn named Necro. Necro is Jewish. He is. I had no idea. Yeah, he grew up in a in a housing project. I in like Brooklyn. him more now. Yeah, he is. Is he like a hat wearing like a real Jew? Uh, no, no. His brother is Ill Bill. Ill Bill, Ill Bill, yeah. Uh, they're brothers. Uh, yeah, and this song, um, each verse describes um, one of the main Manson murders. The first verse describes the Sharon Tate murders, and the second verse describes the uh, La Bianca murders. La Bianca murders, yeah. all right. And it's accurate, too. It's right? accurate. It's yeah. accurate. So mm -hmm. here you go. Like, instead of summarizing the murders for you, you could listen to them within the song. Indeed. With a song. Learn about the Manson murders. There you go. Anyway, people, uh, we'll mm. be back next week with episode 612. Until then, take it sleazy. Creepy 
crawling in your crib, becoming a kill. Catch you while you sleep, wake up to a gun in your grill. Doing Satan's business, tie you up, hang you, strangle you, 22 cal, bang, bang you. A pistol with a pistol, a methadrine crystal. Give me all the money, to me you're left in shit stole. Jokes 51 times, women screaming, blood everywhere, bound and gagged, and fear you stab. Beg for your life, break the gun handle on your skull, take a jagged knife. I'm like an animal, indulge in non-stop stabbing tripe. Punch your pregnant bitch, rupture your arteries, my horrific cult of vultures. Butcher in, no remorse, bludgeon in, slit your throat, gushing like a flush toilet near your hunch. My infamous psycho posse, tagging pig up on the door with blood, you can't stop me from Over your head, lamp caught choke, leave everyone in the place dead Knife to your chest, your colon flexes Slashing the word war in your solar plexus Rip piranhas, get to prep for embalmers You're bleeding, bleeding profusely in your pajamas Attacking my prey like a starving hawk Chokes your buttocks with an ox and a coffin fork Senseless crime, no motive, sacred deeds Shock the world, make them stand up and take heed Needle tracks on my arm, influenced by beetles Tracks doing your fetal sack harm Patty, do some witchy later Help the skeleton with blood on the refrigerator Exit, me and my vicious accomplices Hitchhike back to the ranch, mission accomplished